fire away. It seemed like you guys were much more aggressive, not like like from last week or last game, but it just seems like you're coming out with a lot more intensity. You feel like the team's kind of just really kind of buying in now, and they're playing as a team. Well, I mean, it's you know, it's, it's one game. Uh, I think we're really committed to playing defense. That's probably been, uh, you know, the result. Uh, it feels good. It feels like we're playing the game the right way. It seems like it's energetic, but if we truly focus on getting stops, you know, and it's a cliche in sports, you guys all know it, but pitching wins uh, World Series, defense wins Super Bowls, although not this year. It was kind of an offensive battle, but it, history will show that when you defend, um, and we've had a couple nice uh, couple nice weeks, I think, with zone, playing some zone, and uh, haven't played a whole bunch of man. As of late, the guys are buying into it. Coach Hill's doing a really good job with the defensive side of the ball, and and it makes the game fun. You know, the, uh, took some charges, took care of the glass, and then I think it was case in point this weekend. That was our focus was to get stops, and lo and behold, the offense kind of took care of itself. I'm I'm a firm believer when you get stops in the game, the other team does not guard you as well. And it uh, gives you some opportunities offensively. And, uh, you know, and that's what we want as a team. We want to focus on. We don't, we're not going to hang our hat and judge how we play based on whether or not shots go in. If the other team's guarding us, we're still going to keep grinding on the defensive end. And I think um, it was a good weekend for, for the Utes to think about some defense. And we had some real positive things happen for us offensively through that. I mean, just early on, you missed some three balls, but then once you caught fire on that, it seemed to change the game as well. Yeah, we just did such a good job, I thought, sharing the ball. You know, Ty had seven assists in the first half. We only had four turnovers in the first half, a couple sloppy ones. That, that's a team that's right behind Washington in term of, terms of turning people over. And, uh, you know, I thought we took a couple quick ones early. And then once we settled in, we discussed that in a timeout. Then it was a very unselfish mindset. The ball was moving. We had 15 field goals in the first half, and 14 of them were assisted. So uh, that was a little bit contagious. It seemed like whenever Ty got his hands on the ball, something good happened. And you know, like I said, it just it's it spreads. Um, and the guys did a nice job, I thought, sharing the ball and making shots. To go with that, I mean, 24 assists on 28 made shots. I mean, I don't know what, what benchmarks that you have or if you have one, but I mean, talk about that kind of performance. Yeah, it's not so much of a goal. We just, we break down our shots, you know, and uh, I think the theme for us offensively is is that we're not going to try to beat you one-on-one and individually. We're going to beat you through running some sets and looking out for each other, you know, Um it was, it was a little bit of an emotional day. We had our team here for John's service. was one of the coolest uh, services, funerals that I've ever been involved with. And I think, I think we can all take a page out of how he lived in terms of, you know, uh, not putting himself at the top of the totem pole. He's obviously an unbelievable, successful businessman and uh, man of faith and great family man, you know, uh, but I think the theme that we took away from that is John's no longer here uh, physically with us, but there's so much that I think he passed through his kids and his grandkids and even through our basketball team. Let's do some stuff for each other, you know, and it, uh, there are not many people on this planet, certainly no one that I've ever met uh, that has done more for other people 
And I think that theme needed to carry through to the basketball game tonight. And uh, we were looking out for each other, and uh, John was looking down and got a couple bounces, and good things happened. You talk about having the 98 team here. Was that an inspiration? Yeah, super cool. You know, uh, it was super cool. And, you know, I was back in 98, I got an invitation to go to San Antonio to be a part of the Final Four, and it was actually the only Final Four I've ever bet at where I really cared about who won, and it was my former coach who was at Stanford, uh, and Stanford was at that Final Four, so unbeknownst to me, 20 years ago, I'm at a, you know, uh, having the time of my life, and got a chance to watch that team, and got a chance to, I can remember walking through the arena and seeing all the Ute fans and thinking how cool it was that a team that wasn't you know, a Kansas-Kentucky type deal was actually there and living proof on how you can do it the old-fashioned way. And I've always been such a big fan of Coach Majerus and knew him through Milwaukee Connections and these guys coming back. Uh, you know, it was really, really a neat deal. We got a picture in our locker room with uh, Doliak jumping center against Kentucky and Hano's right there trying to get it. And then who walks into our locker room after the game than those two guys. So we've always talked a lot about the, the three facets of time, the past, the present, and the future. And um, it's obviously a lot of past with that team, with John and John's involvement with that team. Uh, the present is our guys trying to take care of business. And we had, you know, we've got recruiting going on about the future, but it's, it's pretty neat. It's amazing how fast 20 years goes. I, just, I remember that like it was not that long ago, and a lot of the guys in that locker room that played tonight weren't even born yet. So uh, it's kind of interesting, but it's cool. It's fun to be a part of. I, I feel super fortunate and blessed to be coaching this program, and to have all those guys back is pretty special. Larry, two, uh, two wins this week. Do anything in terms of the mindset after last week where you guys just you know came away with a bad taste in your mouth, not feeling like you guys played the way you could have? Well, I mean, that's the season, Lynn. You know, it's a, it's a roller coaster ride. There's ups and downs. You have setbacks. The Colorado game is not one we're proud of, but, you know, you can't dwell on that. I thought we fixed some of the things that were broken in that game. Um, and it's, it's a marathon. You know, I said it after we beat Oregon to start conference play. You don't get too high. You don't get too low. Uh, you know, you control what you can control. And I thought our guys responded last week with some real positive practice, and we got a couple wins. And uh, you know, feels it feels good. It's good medicine getting a win. Certainly, kind of flowing through you. But uh, we're right back in the saddle again, try to figure out how to get a road win at Washington on Thursday. And we're winding it down. I mean, we can count our league games on one hand, and then we'll head to Vegas. And uh, I've, my goal has always been to try to be playing your best basketball at the right time of year. And we got a nice feel this weekend. But it needs to be next weekend as well, and we need to, you know, finish out the season on a high note. Was it um, at this point in the season where you know you get to the grind of February? Was it a good thing to be able to rest some guys at the end of the game? Was that important? Do you feel like? Well, you get... I think so. I mean, we've been pretty cognizant. You know, I, we've talked about it. We had four straight Sunday games. I looked at my little calendar. I broke that out. Uh, in a conference call this week and 35 days since the end of December until recently of those 35 days, we were in a hotel 15 nights, you know, with the, conf the way the conference schedule set up and some Sundays. So 
you know, it was a little bit weary. You get a little bit weary uh, on the road, and I think we got a chance to come back home here and kind of unpack your shaving kit for a minute and had five of our last seven at, on, at home, which gives you a chance to catch your breath and certainly not playing Sunday games, you know, and having the single Colorado game, all of a sudden it's like, wow, we get a day off uh, after the game and maybe before the game. And so we've tried to space in some rest for our guys and catch your breath a little bit. And it's important to be rested at the end of the year. I certainly would have liked to have had that happen in January than February to where you feel like you're getting pummeled at the end of the year. So uh, I think we're in a pretty good way as far as health goes. Gabe uh, tweaked his knee and shoot around today. Kind of a phantom injury. But other than that, we're, we're pretty healthy. Anything else? Uh, Coach, you mentioned that you know, about five games left. Are you looking at the standings at all in the Pac-12? I'll tweak at them. Yeah. I mean, it's so close right now. One, two games, you could jump up potentially yeah. up very high in the standings. Yeah, you know, I've, I've said it, uh, and it's right. And we're living it right now. We've I've told Dirk for seven years, you just you, you grind, you play 18 games, and then that last Saturday after your last game, you look, and then somebody tells you who you play first in Vegas. You know, but until then, it's a big scrambled mess. And uh, until somebody tells me we can't get in the top four and get a bye, uh, that's what we're going to keep striving for. Certainly, it's one game at a time mentality, like I just talked about. But um, that sets you up for a little bit of potential, you know, uh, to not have to grind and play so many games. That's what we're shooting for to try to finish in the top third of our league. And I'll take a peek at it, but it's all has a lot more to do with where what we've got in front of us, you know, as a part of that equation than it does compounding it by trying to figure out who's playing who and all those things. I do know one thing. In the four single games, in any tiebreaker, uh, to have gone 4-0 and in our four single games is big because unless somebody we're tied with went 2-0 and against that common opponent, we would get the check mark in terms of finishing higher. So... That's an important factor, I think, in uh, Oregon and the, and the Bay Area schools to have that little check um, in terms of a potential tiebreaker. That's about as far as I'll take it, though.